Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about season one, episode 10 of Jessica Jones, aka 1000 Cuts, which originally premiered November 20th, 2015. And as always, here's our IMDb summary, which I recently realized is also the Netflix summary. A discovery has the potential to change the entire game. If Jessica can, if Jessica can refuse Kilgrave's offer, dun dun dun. Have have these been the Netflix summaries this entire time? Yeah, I think oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. Why would they rewrite it? It's true. Although <laughs> you know, you go on IMDb, you can read alternative summaries. I did not know this. Yeah, I mean, I once considered changing. I don't know which one. One of our summaries, and I ask her, I'll just use the one on the front of the page. <laughs> well, we make up so many other ones now that eh, the, the one on the front is usually nice and short. Yeah. Well, with that segue, we'll go into this very long um, summary. We see a bloody Kilgrave take control of Hogarth to escape. He tells her to take him to a doctor she trusts, and she takes, her, takes him to Wendy, her ex. As Wendy is fixing Kilgrave up, Hogarth tells him about Hope's aborted fetus and where it is. Jessica, Jessica calls and lies to Hogarth, telling him false information about the locations of Albert and the detective. Soon the doorbell rings and Kilgrave gives Wendy a knife and tells her to give Hogarth a death by a thousand cuts. Hence the title of this episode. So my first thing is, it's weird that Kilgrave's just letting her talk free, freely. Yeah, I. Is that weird? I think so. I mean, I. I guess he needs the information. I figure Hogarth. Or not Hogarth. Um, Kilgrave's like ego so sensitive he doesn't want to hear anything potentially negative, so he would put a, a limit on what he could, she, she could say. But maybe not. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if she were to say something really bad, he would have her stop? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I guess. I mean, well, she, I'm does, trying... she oh, doesn't sorry, know a lot of information. So I guess he does need her to keep talking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to imagine the other times. Like, does he limit what other people say like when he's controlling them? Well, he definitely did for Jessica, and he probably didn't want to hear people complaining like when he made the guy leave his kid on the side of the road. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and when Malcolm was a drug addict, probably didn't want to hear about his complaints about like having to sell his TV. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my only I only have one other note about this, which is about Hammond Labs. So, do you want do you have anything else you want to bring up about this first part? Um, not really. No, I mean I'm looking at my notes, and it's I you know I don't have much. I mean, it sucks that it ends badly for um I guess everyone there involved mm -hmm. except Kilgrave because he just leaves on his own. But um, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, um. Well, actually, two things is I do. This episode has two commands that really make I remember a lot about Kilgrave. One we'll talk about later, but um, where she he tells Wendy to give him a death by a give Hogarth death by a thousand cuts. That's really memorable to me. It's like real yeah, sadistic. I... <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, and I was trying to remember when it happens. Like I, I knew it was at the end. I'm like. Like, I, I didn't think it would actually be on the season finale episode. This is not the season finale, y'all. What? It's episode 10. <laughs> episode 10. God damn it. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode uh -huh. ended really strangely. They didn't even get Kilgrave. I know. It shows up in season two, but that's a really short season. It's like, what, only three, two episodes? Three episodes. Three, three episodes? Okay. All right. The the other note I have for this section, goddammit, is um, <laughs> that she says the fetus uh, that the aborted fetus the remains were at Hammond Labs. 
Now, uh, just like Dr. Kozlov last episode, Hammond Labs has appeared two times. Uh, it's the lab that did some experiment that created the superhero Speedball, who I think the most famous thing he did was explode a school that started Civil War in the comics. But he also created a villain for Speedball. The guy's real name is Edgar Marlopis. But his superhero name is the dude in really red, really rad armor, which is the best superhero name. <laughs> wait, wait, that's that's the full name, the, the dude, dude in... in really rad armor. Okay, you know, if you get to choose your own name, then why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we don't hear more of these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is if, like, maybe not now, but like 15 years ago, we were choosing our own superhero names. Because as we discussed a little while ago, we're not creative when it comes with names. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes. Yeah. We had a whole section on it last week. Yeah. All right. Are you are you ready for the next part? Um. Yes. Okay. Good. I, I wanted to make sure you're ready before you just moved on. Okay. Wait. 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 Hold on. Our section on names was that was that last week or was it this week? I honestly can't remember. That was last week. It was okay for six and a half minutes. Oh, okay. I should have double checked that. I don't know. That could be a short time or a long, like six and a half minutes. That could be a long time. Right, one minute of silence is quite a long time. Yeah, we can start now, just so you're sure. Okay, let's try it. Go. And I'll edit that out. That was a really awkward minute, though. Right? It was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't think our listeners need that, so I'll edit that out. That's fair. Uh, like, I know some people use, like, I use in my podcasting app the uh, the feature to trim silence. So mm-hmm. that one's there, just there, but I know not everyone uses that. Yeah. I didn't know that was a feature. It's probably not in mine. But whatever. What if there's dramatic right. pauses? What if you're listening to a podcast hosted by William Shatner? Then it will make no sense because he has all those dramatic pauses. Oh yeah, it ruins that horribly. Yeah. Uh, all, all of Shatner's so, podcasts, <laughs> all of that. Some uh, music in, like you know, at the beginning or the end of the podcast, like some music, like it's just all messed up. It's weird. Oh yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you wouldn't listen to our podcast with my wonderful curating of the songs at the ends of the episodes. I listen to it sometimes. It just sounds bad. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Don't give us a negative review, Al. All right, fine. I'll hold off on that. Okay. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next section. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> Back in the secure room, we see the aftermath of Kilgrave's escape. After they handle the last of Kilgrave's commands, Jessica shares that Kilgrave can't control her. Albert thinks he can create a cure to Kilgrave's mind control virus using Jessica's blood. Trish goes with him to help uh, make, and make sure he doesn't cut his own heart out, as Kilgrave commanded. Jessica leaves to find Kilgrave, as Detective Clemens stays behind to secure the crime scene. So this is, it starts off with the one command we had been, like, referencing, but not wanting to talk about because of spoilers, like, this entire series, I think, is the Trish put a bullet in your skull. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where we talked a lot about intention, and Kilgrave's intention was definitely for her to murder herself. Oh, Yeah. But yeah, but Jessica just sticks it in her mouth, and it's in her skull technically, even though your jawbone's not part of your skull, so it really isn't scientifically accurate, but good enough. Well, she doesn't know that, right? Yeah, I guess. And did he say, did he say skull or head? Oh, he might have said head, because I wrote this note after, because he said that last episode. Ah, okay. Um, and at the same time, her first reaction was to shoot herself, oh, which yeah. is what he said. And then she got to the point where she can't do that. So she improvised, right? Yeah, but I think if it was intention instead of the actual words, um, putting it in her mouth would not have um, satisfied the command. Okay, it feels like we're like these things can get a little loose because like she immediately knew what he meant though, right? She immediately knew his intention. Yeah, just like everyone else has. True. True. So yeah, so yeah, (laughs) I guess. I guess if they wanted to be creative with it, they could have drawn a heart on a piece of paper and wrote Albert's name on it and had him (laughs) cut it out 
and he cut out his heart. <laughs> so, so now I'm kind of imagining um, everything that Kilgrave says is like a genie in like D and D, where yeah, the genie's gonna grant your wish, but uh, it's gonna do everything it can to screw you over. So, yeah. like, like yeah, if you go around and you command someone to do something, yeah, they'll do it, but they're gonna just screw over Kilgrave, which would be a nice flip of the power. Actually, I wouldn't be opposed to him, you know going with that yeah i i bet that has come up before and he has to be really careful about how he says stuff when he's being super intentional because right now he was panicking and just got stabbed and was he shot as well or just stabbed you know i don't remember i think he was hit with one bullet um but i don't remember because i don't remember uh wendy pulling out a bullet out of his body in the episode True. Unless it went through, which is possible, but I I doubt it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we also find out Albert tells her that she's been working on. They've been working on an antidote for him, with probably very little progress because they have no samples of someone who's resistant to him. Or did they even know that someone could be resistant to him? Or were they just uh, working for 20 years and hoping really hard? <laughs> I, I think it was probably that. I mean, they probably assume it's possible, right? Like, like every just about everything in the world, there's someone who's immune to that thing somewhere. Probably. Yeah. So they, they probably assumed it's possible, but just didn't hold out for hope on that because they have no way of testing it. Yeah. Also, I thought about this. We probably should talked about this last week but we'll talk about it now <laughs> okay um we were talking literally about exposure to poison and being resistant to it but i just occurred to me that it's probably the prolonged exposure to Kilgrave that got um jessica to be resistant to him that's what i was assuming this entire time yeah. um that she just eventually became yeah resistant um I, and which I guess means that no one else has been around Kilgrave as much. Um, I'm trying to remember. Do you do you remember if they say how long Jessica was under his control? It was months, right? It was like nine months or something. Yeah, nine months, maybe a year. I'm not completely sure, but I'm looking it up. Don't worry. Ah. <laughs> well then, while you're looking that up and clicking and clacking on the keyboard, um, I will go ahead and start talking right now and just try to to find something else to say, um, you know, for this moment in time. I'm not really good at this type of thing, right, so well, I, I'm, I'm going to talk, talk now, really slow. But... Oh, thank God! All right. Go yeah, ahead. it doesn't say. It oh. says um, <laughs> several months is what it says in the show. <laughs> okay gotcha uh um so tony well, we were talking oh, i'll huh? leave you i'll leave you by yourself more often from the, in, in the future because that was oh, just great oh great thanks <laughs> maybe thanks not to that. anyone else but to me it was great <laughs> um so tony uh i think we were talking off air and you mentioned uh daniel o'brien one of the previous writers at cracked um and then, I don't know if you remember Soren Bowie, I think is how yeah. you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they both have a new podcast called Quick Question. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. or I have not, but I'm going to look it up because I love those guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's really entertaining. I highly recommend it. Um, and it's just them kind of joking around. And um, anyway, so at the end of the episodes, uh, Daniel like has to like look up something real quick because he doesn't have the notes in front of him, or it's just a shit. I'm not sure. Either way, he um, tells Soren to to do something, and you know, Soren basically has like 30 seconds of time having to make something up on the spot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was imagining that. And uh, you know, Soren is good at that sort of thing. I am definitely not. Well, don't worry. By the time we get to like a hun- episode 150, you'll be great at it. Ah. Uh, Damn. <laughs> uh, anyway quick question is uh is the name of their show so yeah. all right okay 
is there anything else we want to talk about here or other podcasts we want to um talk about i'm always a fan of podcast other podcasts that i don't have to listen to our own (laughs) (laughs) oh um i'm good i'm I'm good yeah Uh, no no okay all right well then we'll move on to the next section (laughs) all right sounds good (laughs) uh simpson arrives at the secure room and tells detective clemens that the evidence that against Kilgrave is irrelevant because Kilgrave needs to be put down. As soon as the detective tells Simpson where Trish is, Simpson shoots him in the head with only two years to retirement. Uh, Then Simpson burns down the secure room along with all the evidence. Simpson heads to the hotel room where Albert and Trish are trying to develop the cure. After he attacks Albert and accidentally hurts Trish, Trish kicks him and steals the red pills. I, the way I wrote it, it makes me think it's like he's a super strong guy and then she just like kicked him in the shin and he went away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how I read it. Like I, I was trying to remember how that worked out, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know Simpson's crazy, so that might be uh-huh. his motivation. But what's his motivation about killing or destroying Kilgrave's evidence and killing the cop? I don't see the logic in that at all. So my assumption is that um, he's trying to do everything to make the only option available be to kill Kilgrave. And so removing the evidence and all of that makes that possible. Uh, Then killing uh, Detective Clemens is, I think, just to cover up his tracks. Yeah. Also, a word of a cop is pretty good evidence. That too, yeah, that's right. Gotta get rid of that evidence. Yeah. Alright, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky there's no characters in the MCU named Fair yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad for that. Thanks for making me uh, change one of my mannerisms. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, this is like a normal thing to me too now. Like, you know, I, I use that in other times of the day not just when we're recording mm-hmm. and now i change it because i had to think because <laughs> i think of that every time i say oh it fits like ah no it's not that nah, damn it although once we start talking about agents of shield again that's coming back well yeah because it literally could be fits yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but it won't be most of the time it'll be someone else <laughs> don't worry we've got like 14 or 13 more weeks till we get back to shield yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it's December of this year, 2019. Okay. Well, I have no idea what month this is because we record so far in advance. So... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Um, Simpson uh, lights the room on fire and uses the la- the um, lighter he has, has the American flag, you know, to represent the American flag tattooed on his face in the comics. Uh-huh. But he does get a dramatic walking away from burning room thing. Which is, you know, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and, not an explosion. It's not no. some cool guy walking away from an explosion. But, yeah, you know. but if I just lit someplace on fire and it's burning behind me, I'd move a little faster. Well, Tony, you're not a cool guy. <laughs> also, you're true. alive. So I'm, 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 host- I'm hosting a Marvel podcast. This is very true. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, he goes and finds uh, them in the hotel. And I like the only thing that makes uh, Simpson suspicious is that he's British, which is very American of him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's about it. Is there anything else we want to cover in this section? I say it, we uh, say it every time, but we're just blazing through this. We'll see how it goes. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have anything else. A, a, a random question though: How many more uh, segments do you have? One, two. It helps for me to read out or count out loud. That's five. good. That, that's how I count. Also, five, five but there are more. There, only one of them has a lot of notes. So, well, okay then. I just wanted to keep track for, for other things. Anyway, m- move along. I'm ready. All right. All right. <laughs> After cutting her only 29 out of her thousand cuts, Pam saves Hogarth from Wendy. Wendy dies in the process, and Jessica is there too. 
Jessica gets information from Hogarth that Kilgrave is after his father. Later in the jail's interrogation room, Pam and Hogarth talk. Pam realizes that Kilgrave's being there was all Hogarth's fault. As she is taken away from booking, Pam asks for another lawyer. <gasps> so, how did Pam know she was there? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. Did she track her phone or something? That's No, I mean, she says, like, she knew she tried to get his, her to sign the papers. But I don't think that would be, like, even in my first, like, ten options of where Hogarth could be, in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it's a random time in the day. I mean, if she was to go over, that could be at any point. Um, I don't know. So... Pam and Jessica basically show up at the same time, right? Yeah. Jessica's like five seconds behind her or something? Yep. Maybe, did Jessica go to Pam? Is that possible? Because thinks so. He really didn't say. Because, I mean, Pam and Jessica barely know each other. Pam hmm. does not like Jessica. Jessica probably wouldn't endanger Pam. I don't think so. Okay. Did... did... Did Jessica know that that is where uh, Hogarth went to Wendy's place? Or I guess no. their place. So then how did Jessica know to go there? It's also... Wait, did she? She heard Wendy's voice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because she said, hey, is that Pam? Okay, that's right. Yeah, um, okay, um, hmm. Then, yeah, I have no idea why Pam was there five seconds before Jessica. Yeah. Maybe she saw Jessica running somewhere, and Pam just got into a cab and drive faster than that superhuman. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Or, more likely, maybe Pam wanted to go there to convince Wendy to sign the divorce papers. Maybe she was trying to just kind of speed things along. I mean, possibly. We don't know Pam that well. That's I true. feel like that would be a really stupid move on her part. But she might be a stupid person. <laughs> that is also true. I don't think she is. I mean, she's gullible. She falls for Hogarth. Uh -huh. But I don't think she's dumb in any way. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't fallen for the you know, high-priced lawyer before, right? We all have. Uh -huh. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, this also, this section illustrates my um, belief that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Just in this interaction, um, Kilgrave has destroyed two people's lives. <laughs> yep, exactly. One person dead, another probably going away for murder. I don't actually remember if we ever get a resolution on this story or not. I don't remember either. I, well, we'll find out. Or yeah. that means that Pam dies, because that's usually how that goes, right? <laughs> if they don't resolve a character, they're dead. Yep. Mm -hmm. I assume every show that got canceled, the planet Earth or planet that they're on just got hit by a by an asteroid. And that's why they, it was a cliffhanger. Nothing yeah. got resolved. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's usually how that goes. Um, <laughs> so there's a, another podcast. Uh, I've been, I was listening to last night called Imaginary Worlds. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It's uh, um, this guy. Uh, he I forget his name. I forget the host name, but um, he's on he on NPR, and he kind of talks to authors and film writers and stuff about like just different fictional works and different aspects of it. So a lot of sci-fi and fancy, but um, thing he was talking about was Saint Elsewhere. Uh like a hospital drama back in the 80s or 70s. Okay. The name yeah. sounds familiar for some reason, but I've never heard it, like, seen it. Yeah. You probably know because of the last episode, which is what I'm going to be talking about. Spoilers for seen Elsewhere. So it's just a hospital drama. And they got found out in the 60s and they got canceled. So the, um, the screenwriter or the showrunner wanted to just end it in the most ridiculous way ever 
So they were going to be like one of the ways was the two cops were having a heartfelt conversation like they do at the end of every episode. And then an atomic bomb goes off and that would be the last scene <laughs> that got vetoed. So the next one was they have a conversation and one of the cops turns to him and says, I was the second gunman who killed Kennedy. And now that you know, you must die too. And that would be the end. <laughs> but what they went with was they zoomed out of the hospital where it's snowing and kept zooming out. And the whole show took place in this uh, an autistic kid's um, snow globe. And the whole show was like a figment of this kid's imagination. And that was the end of it. I do remember hearing this. Okay. Yeah. That's like the only thing about St. Elsewhere I know. Literally, it's the <laughs> last scene. And a lot of people were pissed <laughs> off at that twist. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would love other shows. No, I would be really mad. But it would, <laughs> if it was a show I didn't watch, it would be great to see people react to stuff like this happening. Exactly. It's like when I heard people talking about the end of Lost. I don't, I don't watch mind that. it. I don't mind it. I know a lot of people. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of people hated the end of Game of Thrones. I didn't mind it. Yeah. That <laughs> yes. Except for I was along with the ride for Lost, so I probably I didn't have a super high bar, but up till you know the last season of Thrones, it was amazing, and then it kind of dipped. And the ending is just okay, but compared to the amazingness of the previous seasons, just okay wasn't good enough for me. All right. I'll, I I understand that argument, and I agree. But at the same time, this is a show that has never closed things. It's always been, look, more stuff is coming. And then this, like, the final season is just, like, so different from the rest because of that. Like, it was, it was set up to be different, which is why I was like, eh, all right. It's like, true. once... Once the first episode of the season came out, I was like, oh, it's going to be a season of this. Well, all right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Marvel possibly will never end. Probably will. It will peter out eventually in like 15 or 20 years or something like that. But we'll see what happens. But (laughs) so far, we've successfully ended only one... uh, aspect of the mcu which and then we decided we had a perfect ending this isn't a spoiler this is just a review a perfect ending to season five of agents of shield but then they continued it (laughs) that's true because every other aspect of mcu is either still going or got canceled and never had a proper ending Yeah, you know, I really do wish more shows got the, like, I think I've mentioned this already multiple times, I really do wish, like, if a show just gets cancelled with a cliffhanger or something, I wish they got, like, you know, a two or three episode, just something short but quick enough to, like, finish it out, Mm -hmm. finish the storyline. I know, maybe not for the Marvel stuff, but at least in the world we live in now, it's it's possible that if a show gets cancelled somewhere, some other streaming platform picks it up. Yeah. Like, um, you know, that's happened with a handful of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just heard the Orville is moving to Hulu. Yeah, um, the Orville's moving. Um, yeah. The Expanse, which hear great things. Haven't watched an episode because I'm actually right now reading the book series. Oh, but okay. It got canceled off Sci-Fi and get, got picked up for season four on Amazon. Yeah, I I watched them all uh, on Amazon. Like after it was canceled and Amazon picked it up, it's like, oh, this is it was a good show. Yeah, so yeah. far. <laughs> Don't tell me what happened. I'm on the third book, which is in the third season. So you're further than I am. <laughs> okay. Well then, I will hold off. All right. Um. So, Hogarth has a tell. <laughs> <laughs> she's, it's complicated when she's lying, which is terrible for an amazing super lawyer to have a, such an obvious tell. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I get the feeling she's never in the defensive. She seems like the attack type of person yeah but you still have to, to be a lawyer you have to stretch the truth that's or true possibly lie when you bribe a juror uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. but that's when things get complicated i mean <laughs> at that point she is telling the truth uh yeah <laughs> don't think so oh well okay then 
Uh, my final note for this is Hogarth is a bad person. <laughs> yes. But yes, more, she is. She's very similar to Kilgrave, where she doesn't take responsibility uh, for Pam saving her life. Or Pam killing Wendy, thereby saving her life. She's like, doesn't I she? didn't do it. No, she's like, I, I mean, didn't the... choose to hit in the head. Oh, yeah, I, I <clears throat> forgot about that. Okay, yeah, because it seemed like she was going to defend Pam. Like, be her lawyer and all that. Well, she was, but she wasn't willing to take any responsibility, even in the privacy, to her fiancé. Or near fiancé. Okay. She she wouldn't say yes until they got the divorce. Which now, she's no longer married. (laughs) She's a widow. That's true, yeah. (laughs) And now she keeps 100% of the assets. True. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's about it for this section. Is there anything else you want to cover with uh Hogarth and Pam? Uh nope. I got nothing. Poor Pam. Alright. When Jessica goes home, Kilgrave is in the apartment. He proposes a deal where Hope ge- goes free in exchange for his father. He also offers to leave and get as far away from Jessica as possible. While waiting for an answer, Jessica and Kilgrave remember an 18-second period of when they were together where Kilgrave wasn't controlling her. After they talk about their memory, Jessica punches Kilgrave into unconsciousness. So it's, it's always good when they reminisce. <laughs> yeah, you know, she, she has two episodes in a row where she at least got to beat him. Which is, yeah. you know, something. You gotta, you gotta celebrate the small wins. <laughs> True. I bet she's happy with this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um so he is convinced that that she actually had feelings for him because for 18 seconds he didn't control her? Yes. That's not a great sample size. No. Also, when he walked out, she was on the ledge like 20 stories up or however high they were. <laughs> Yeah, so he has a selective memory, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that one sample for their sample size it ends poorly. <laughs> yes, because he has to go out and stop her. Uh, um, also, to be fair, he's not even sure that that 18 seconds... Like, there's no... As far as we know, there's no scientific, like exact expiration time right like he's just assuming it's somewhere in that range or Mm -hmm. or maybe he has maybe he knows for a fact it's 10 hours yeah i mean he's experimented probably his entire life with this yeah after a couple of times of other people like probably of him telling people to do something or like and then they stop doing it after 10 hours like oh i guess i have to tell them again Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, so yeah, he doesn't realize she's on the ledge or something like that, or just doesn't care. And because she, he had to tell her twice to get off the ledge, he makes her almost cut off her ear to make sure he's in control again. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's fun. We also get the first superhero landing in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really count? I'm going to say yes, because it's been uh, ten weeks since our last superhero landing. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> yeah well, i mean it's on screen i would count anything on screen <laughs> okay all yeah. right wait was this when she falls onto the horse or oh no she no, falls she land, down she lands on the ground yeah that's right and then she gets onto the horse but yeah that was all on her mind yeah also she um I'm sure there are superhero landings we don't see because she's always jumping off screen whenever she jumps somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because apparently they don't have the budget to show her actually jumping. Ugh. Alright. Yeah. They spent all their money on David Tennant? Yep. All of it's on David Tennant. Right. I mean, and... this is an all-star cast. I mean, yeah, you got Carrie David Tennant. Moss. Yep. Carrie Moss. Um... I mean, to be fair, um, I'm completely forgetting. Uh, Kristen Ritter, I mm-hmm. almost forgot her name. I mean, she's pretty famous too, right? She was in Don't Trust the Bee, Department 23. 
Yeah, but I don't think she'd get, like, star money. And I've only heard this. I mean, that was a big show for her. <clears throat> but it wasn't a huge hit. Oh, no, I agree. I'm just saying that I enjoyed that show so much that I think she should get paid more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's acceptable. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know what the other characters on this show have been in other than uh, Malcolm, who was a Power Ranger. I mean, that... That's I got a Power Ranger Trinity was in Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've looked up all these actors. <laughs> there isn't a lot of big stuff they've done. That's true. <laughs> uh, so this scene, or I guess the the vision that Jessica had of like falling off the building and then riding off on a horse is mm -hmm. that supposed to symbolize something like did i miss anything or is it just generic like i think the horse just, is freedom yeah it's just freedom the horses definitely represent getting away from danger in many things oh okay I didn't including know game of thrones bringing it back <laughs> after the okay. big battle there's that random horse that people complain about <laughs> yeah i was wondering that too we never get anything out of that but okay the symbolism going over people's heads you know how it does <laughs> yeah oh yes i am very familiar with symbolism going over my head <laughs> <laughs> don't worry nothing goes over my head i'll catch it <sighs> that's good so, yeah they also outside of the flashback they also uh talk about like all these people that lives have been destroyed by Kilgrave, and i figure um like, there's at least seven people I know of whose lives have been destroyed since episode one of um, of Jessica Jones by Kilgrave, where if Jessica just killed him, most of these wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you know, as I think about this more, Jessica is doing the good hero thing, right? She's She's trying to not do murder stuff. Yes. And she's trying to save an innocent person, Hope. Um, partially because she kind of sees herself in hope, right? But mm -hmm. um, at the same time, how much of this do you think is because, as we saw in that flashback, uh, because Trish tried to convince uh, Jessica previously, like a year ago, a year and a half ago, to become a hero, to be like a good vigilante type of person? Can we blame all of this on Trish? <laughs> as much Instead as of Jessica? As much as I would like to, I don't think we can. All right. Mostly because, I mean, we dig deep into it in seasons two and three of Jessica Jones, but she was brought up from childhood to be a hero by her mother. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But we don't want to get into her mother, but I, it's very safe to say it's her mother's fault, too. <laughs> uh huh. That's, that's, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Or, I mean, if she just never saved Trish, none of this would ever happen. That's true. Well, you know, I mean... I, I, mean, eh. I meant to say hope. If she never went to save hope, <laughs> none of this would ever happen. But if she never okay. saved Trish, things would be better, too. Ah, I, 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 I thought you were referring to something else for Trish that we'll find out later. But, um, no, I... You're right. I mean, then again... I mean, we could always say that for any storyline, right? Or any, like, even in real life. Like, oh, if you never did Y, then, eh, just everything would be so different. True. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I mean, we've talked about this many times, about my love of time travel stories. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I think a lot about if something didn't happen, how things would go differently. Or I, re I used to read a lot of alternate history books, where it's like Nazis win World War Two or something something happens but they're all about cause and effect mm -hmm. i feel if i got access to a time machine after i go see dinosaurs i think i would just <laughs> experiment with cause and effect and see what the, does happens to the world if something doesn't happen and then you know i think about putting it back and then probably would attempt to and just up the timeline <laughs> Um, now, Tony, are you assuming that this is a one timeline setup, or is this a multiple timeline well, setup? Well, in, in when I would think about it, it would always be Back to the Future style one timeline. But now, okay. I mean, 
if you've got a time machine and a time machine that works not like from one spot, you could follow different timelines and just break off and go back to your original timeline and say, ha screw you guys in the other timeline. So what you're saying is instead of destroying the lives of a ton of people, you're destroying the lives of infinite people. Yes. Okay, just making sure. I just want to know what you would choose. <laughs> you monster. Okay. Yep. <laughs> or I'm saving infinite people. No. I mean, that's not. one way to look at it. Yeah. But... We'll see. Eh. 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 All right. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Depends on some of the experiments that you have. Yeah. That's also entirely possible. Also, the fact <laughs> that I'm experimenting on time, that probably mm -hmm. would make me a terrible, terrible person. Probably, yes. Anyway, if you get a hold of a time machine, let me know. I'd, I'd love to tag along. <laughs> uh, you ever watch Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Where they go, if either of us invent time travel, we'll appear at this place right now at this moment in time. And they will sign it and they look around for a minute. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Yep. laughs> Also, I never went to study quantum physics, so the odds of me inventing a time machine are none. <laughs> yeah, inventing, but what if you just end up with one? You just find one? Yeah. Well, that would be convenient. I mean, you probably have a bigger chance or a better chance of finding one than, than inventing one. one. Yeah, definitely, definitely true. <laughs> I right. mean, you got you got to play the odds. When I was a kid, my grandmother... um collects teapots and stuff like that and when i was a kid once i would just rub all of them in case there was a genie inside of them because you never know unless you try <laughs> that is true <laughs> uh, did you ever get any wishes no no oh. all right well someday but i mean she's still got, got time. since that age she's gotten more and i could go but i feel like being a 31 year old man doing that is a little childish, but I'm doing a podcast about superheroes, so I could do that. Yeah. Just don't get caught, because then you'd have to like explain it, and then you just feel really awkward. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but more exactly. importantly, don't like now looking back, climbing up on her um curio cabinet, I could have broken them all also. <laughs> so Ah, uh, don't do that as an adult. Well, yeah, I, now I can reach most of them. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what we've covered, but is there anything else you want to cover in this section? Uh, no. No, I think I'm good. I'm going to pretend I remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, never mind. We talked about it a little bit. <laughs> All right. I got three short sections, so. All right. Well, then in that case, I think now is the perfect time for our ad break because we need to pay some bills. It's a short one, though. At least we've got that. All right. So um, do you, dear listener, want to be quote unquote in? Do you know what in is? Well, then, if you do, go to your nearest hospital and ask for a doctor that doesn't work there. They'll then set you up to be it. And don't tell them MCU Rewind sent you. They're check cleared, but they were very scary, and we don't want to ask them to advertise with us again. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all yeah, we had. All right. <laughs> yeah. Very scary. Mm -hmm. all right. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll mention this after I read this next intro. <laughs> okay. Malcolm is helping Robin search for Reuben, even though he knows that Reuben is dead. Later, at a Kilgrave. Kilgrave controlled anonymous meeting. Robin overhears that Malcolm covered up Reuben's murder. Robin convinces some of the group to follow her to Jessica's house to take out her their anger on Jessica. Writing this, and for the first time ever writing the twins' names, I've realized their names are Robin and a Reuben. And that's just wonderful writing. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> so I mean Given how they are, that means that they grew up a certain way, and I guess it makes sense of what their parents would do. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, if there's any twins I know who have super similar names like that. There were twins I knew as a kid named Zoe and Chloe. 
Okay. But they weren't What creepy. about what about Luke and Leia? Well, yeah, but they weren't raised together. Yeah, they were creepy. Okay. Creepy stuff happened. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that mostly happened because they didn't know they were related. <laughs> All right, that's true. That's true. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Um so my only note for the section was how am I right now as I am writing this note just realizing their name is Robin and Ruben. That's my only <laughs> note. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you got her name or looked up uh, Robin because uh, I couldn't remember. Um, I know she shows up again one more time in this episode, but I'm trying to remember what happens to her also in a later or you know in the rest of the season. And the entire season, I've been thinking, I don't know what happens to her or her brother. And, you know, until he died, I was like, oh, okay, well, I know what happened to him. But now I'm wondering, does she die? And I can't remember at all. So I guess don't tell me, Tony, if you remember. But um, I guess we'll see. Don't worry. I won't tell you because I don't remember. Okay, good. <laughs> and we'll find out soon, hopefully, within I, the no, next few I weeks. I think she becomes uh, Batman's um, sidekick. Well, that makes sense. The, the second one, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, her name's Robin. Okay. Or she becomes the cop from Dark Knight Rises. She's later played by Joseph Gordon Lovett, whose real name is Robin in the, one of the terrible lines. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, a character like this would definitely uh, be in one of the worst Batman movies. Eh, well, you think about Batman <laughs> movies, there are some really bad ones. <laughs> I, really? I think that Dark Knight Rises is like middle of the road Batman movie. I don't know. In my mind, it's still the worst one. Okay. I mean, I still think Batman and Robin Batman Forever were some of the best. I mean, were. yeah, of course. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Jim Carrey and Arnold Schwarzenegger are only redeeming factors of those two movies. Yeah. Well, George Clooney also. Um, Bat nipples. <laughs> I mean, where can you go wrong with any of this stuff? Well, I have two movies of examples to tell you where to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Hmm? Um, yeah, anything else for this section? <laughs> no, I've got nothing. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Jessica calls Hope in prison to let her know that they have Kilgrave, and she will soon be out of prison. Right after that, Malcolm arrives with a KCA group, that's the Kilgrave-controlled anonymous group, behind him. They knock Jessica out, and Robin ungags Kilgrave. So, um, Jessica calling Hope. This is literally counting your eggs before they're hatched, right? This is what the phrase means. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But she also was trying to convince Hope to not meet with the DA. Right, like that's that was the whole point of the phone call to tell her to not do that. Yeah, but didn't didn't Kilgrave already figure out the release, and it was if he goes and changes his mind, then it wasn't going to happen. Oh, maybe you're right. I guess I guess we don't know exactly what he did to do that. I don't. We don't know who he talked to. Did he talk to the DA? DA or some judges or something. Right. I can't remember exactly who we talked to. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. And then the other thing in this is it's just unfortunate that uh, Robin is the only, the first person to see Kilgrave. Because if anyone else had gone in there, they would instantly recognize him. He'd probably stab him in the throat. And then it's a win for everybody because if she got released, or Hope, got, Hope got released, and Kilgrave was dead, then this could be the finale, and this could be the last episode, and you would be right. Yeah. Too bad that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wait. So I'm trying to remember the the little scuffle that they had. So the people who went in, except for Robin, uh, basically took out Jessica, uh, mm -hmm. knocked her out or, or something, and Robin was the only person. Who saw uh, Kilgrave? Yeah, oh, no. The, she she oh, she got him up, but then Kilgrave, he used his power on the rest of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they don't show it, but like Robin is the one who knows his Kilgrave in probably Jessica's bedroom part. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. 
Alright. And here's the final section of this episode. Woohoo! The next morning, Hope is released from prison and taken by Kilgrave. Jessica goes to pick up Albert and the vaccine and takes them to the restaurant where Kilgrave is. They enter and Kilgrave has the KCA all ready to hang themselves at his command. After using the vaccine, Albert is not able to resist Kilgrave. To allow Kilgrave to kill him, Hope stabs herself in the neck. Kilgrave lets, tells uh, the people to hang themselves and escapes. Jessica promises to kill Kilgrave. Oh, and she <gasps> saves the people who are going to hang themselves. Alright, that that's good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, finally, ten episodes in, now Jessica's decided she's definitely going to kill Kilgrave. Well, yeah. Well, Hope got free and then died. So it's best of both worlds, or worst thing possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she didn't really have to stab herself, though, right? Because she was free. She was out of jail. Well, yeah, but Kilgrave had her in control. At least mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, she knows that she's what is stopping Jessica from, um, from killing Kilgrave. So she's taking herself off the board. Okay, all right. I, I was trying to remember the the exact reason why she ends up stabbing herself because Kilgrave didn't tell her to to stab herself, right? No, but I forgot what what she was doing at the time. Um, he, she shattered either a glass or a bottle or something sharp, and mm-hmm. he said, "You can't kill me." And she, you're right. And then she stabs herself in the neck because the command uh, was not to kill him. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I want to talk about the, um, I call it a vaccine, but I guess it's more of an antidote, but it's a mister that he sprays himself with. That doesn't seem like a very, um, scientific way to measure this antidote that will be your life or death is to miss yourself <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote this down as a note and I completely forgot to mention it earlier when we were kind of talking about this a little bit. But um, so the cure is for everyone else. Like, I guess they're they're who have been infected by his virus. Mm -hmm. And did did they say something about putting it into the air or do they have to put it there? My first thought is that now they have to, like, put it throughout the entire city of Manhattan or of New York or whatever. But I mean, obviously, they're not going to do that. It's just going to be like a person by person basis. But yeah, I mean. If you call uh, Ra's al Ghul from Batman Begins, you could just put in the water and then detonate all the water, like they were going to do with the Scarecrow virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a common scenario: detonating water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I don't. I think the idea to mi- stop everyone from doing it, from getting um controlled, <clears throat> is like step like six, after like. Develop vaccine, test vaccine, get Kilgrave, inoculate the jury, convict Kilgrave, and then step six would be um, giving everyone stuff in case there's another Kilgrave. <laughs> but why do you have the person you're going to test it on be the only person that, if it fails, can make a better version of the vaccine? I have no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've been up all night, right? So maybe they're just tired and not thinking straight. Yeah, I mean, you literally take anyone else. You take Trish in there. Because if Trish, if he sees Trish isn't there, he'll tell Trish to do something, and then Trish could either resist or not resist. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Good, good ideas. Um, but, you know... They're characters in a story, so they have their flaws of stupidity. That's true. Also, this came out in 2015. Uh, We've had four years to look back upon it, and we're not under super stress. So maybe we wouldn't be thinking so clearly either. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. First time we see it, we're like, oh, yeah. but Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although I will say, um, now that we do this show... Like anything, any new Marvel stuff that I watch, like I, 
like I don't go into full like note taking mode, but like I see it and I still kind of have that in the you know back of my mind. Like, oh, that's something to talk about, or you know, try mm. to start noticing these things. Like I'm definitely noticing things more than I used to. Yeah. Um, but that could also just be me as a person getting older and like I'm more noticeable of stuff. Yep, and you're very grammarly as well. That is true. Uh, I I'm somewhat the same way, but I'm more like, oh crap, how are we going to break this down? Especially when I watch a show like Cloak and Dagger, because that is super nonlinear. Oh yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. I no. say, forgetting that I'm gonna have to do. Oh my god, is there something you need to share with the class, Al? No, no, I've got nothing. I don't even know why I said it that way. I'm like, are you leaving me to do this by myself? Uh, just for that one show, just for the two seasons. Uh no. I'm not going to do 10 episodes. I'm not going to do 10 episodes by myself, and I don't know who else watches Cloak and Dagger. That's fair. I really like that show. I thought it was great. Oh, I like the first season. I've only seen the first episode of the second season. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Okay. Yeah. But I'll get there eventually. Right. Yeah, it's the only thing I'm behind on on the MCU. So that's that's something to be proud about. That's good. I've I've got two things, but to be fair, I'm waiting on season three of Jessica Jones until we finish this. So I've got a couple okay. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we're just talking about the MCU at large, um, you realize the acronym for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is Doctor Strange in the Mom. Huh. <laughs> Didn't think about that. No. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's time to <laughs> rate this episode and sign off. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Tony, how are we uh, rating this? Out of out of what? What's the scale? Um, out of little spray bottles of vaccine. Okay. How many little spray <laughs> bottles of vaccine would you give this episode? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah? Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. We got some storyline. Um, and it wasn't just set up storyline, and and you know, I I kind of said this last week. Like, I, I think part of my problem with a lot of the Netflix shows is how much storyline they just set up for next week, so we really don't like get much there. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get a lot of that this week, so I think that that helped me uh, enjoy it some more. Also, I didn't lead the episode, so I wrote down less notes. So there's that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if we cared enough, we'd actually go back and write down. If we have higher rankings for episodes we lead or didn't lead, I feel like I'm pretty pretty even because I'm going to give this one a four point five. This is a lot of payoff, but I mean, doesn't end it all. Like you said, they finally got the story moving along. It's no more wheel spinning, which is the big problem with all of Netflix shows, not just MCU stuff, but a lot of Netflix shows has a lot of wheel spinning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but which is we, we finally got mm-hmm. past that. What were you gonna say? <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say you know I was just gonna continue what you were saying that yeah it, it, exactly like that's a, a kind of a problem I guess with the the Netflix shows and that's why I'm a little bit like you know whenever we start talking about the the future Netflix shows I'm like uh, all right we're gonna have a lot of setup again. I know. All right. <laughs> no, it's totally <laughs> true. Yeah. So meh. Well, I'm still not, enjoyable. I'm not... I'm not going to specify which Netflix shows, but there are certain seasons that really bored me, and I have no idea what happened in the middle. So it will be like a whole new adventure for me when we get to those shows. Oh, that's good. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which show, but one of them is a guy with a metal hand. Hmm. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it Steel Glove? Yes. It's. Yeah. It's um, Copper Slap. <laughs> 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 all right yeah cool i think i think we're at a point we're now not where gonna we're top that. come yeah. on that's true i've got nothing uh all right tony any any last tidbits before we actually close out the episode no i'll think of something right after we record like i usually do but otherwise we're fine all right perfect in that case everyone else um Thank you for uh, joining us for yet another episode. This was Agents... Yeah, not Agents. <laughs> this was uh, Season 1, Episode 10 of uh, Jessica Jones, a.k.a. 1000 Cuts. Please join us next week. We'll talk about Episode 11, I've Got the Blues. Um, oh. And 
until then, also please uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore rewind. You can get uh, reminders of when we drop episodes, like every Monday. Uh, and we well, I guess we want to use Twitter more often for things. So we need some more followers first. Anyway, so follow us there. That'll be nice. Um, and hey, also rate us on uh, whatever podcasting app it is that you use. Uh, we're uh, just like every other podcast out there. We, we want some more reviews and that kind of stuff. So anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. I get drunk, but it's not enough. Cause the morning comes and you're not my baby. I look through the windows of this love. Even though we boarded them up. Chandelier still flickering here. Cause I can't pretend it's okay when it's not.